This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi Podcast. Summer's in full force. The entire drive here was clear blue skies. I was listening to Leon Bridges the entire way. I don't have a consistent routine on what I listen to on the way to the podcast. Sometimes it's silence. Sometimes it's questionable choices. But Leon Bridges was really great. Um, my personal favorites today, Beyond. One of my all-time faves. Also, Smooth Sailing, one of my all-time faves. River, of course. Brown Skin Girl. I mean, there's so many. Honestly, just listen to the Coming Home album. I don't think Beyond's on that, though. Just give him a listen. Go to Spotify. Just start playing his songs. He's so good. I've seen him perform live a couple times, and it's a really bright experience. He always makes me feel good, lifts my spirits. Also, can he write a love song about me? What a dream. What a dream. It felt great. It was a good ride. And now I'm here and calm and focused and happy. So as I said, summer is in full force and I've been busy. Happiness walks on busy feet. I'm telling you since last Sunday, it's been barbecue, barbecue, house party, Then I had a whole little like day hike that was gorgeous, but we definitely were drinking mimosas and wine the entire time. And then one of my best friends landed. And then the day she landed, which was a Monday, granted it was the Monday before 4th of July, so a lot of people were off. We had a little dinner moment, then went to another house party, and then it was 4th of July. And then I had a birthday. And then I finally had my first day off, which was last Thursday. And I was going to just 
get my life back together and I had to go to the dentist because my tooth needs to retire. I don't even know how that happened. I've never even had a cavity in my entire life and now I have a dead tooth and I was at the dentist for six hours. It was a, it was an invasive experience. And then the next day I had a birthday and then I had a birthday the day after that and then a date that night and then yesterday morning I felt DOA so sent everyone quick little text, sorry, need alone time, don't think I've had time with myself in seven days, must have it. Gave myself unlimited time but after about five hours I felt refreshed, felt good. So then a couple friends and I went rock climbing which I actually went rock climbing twice last week. Really fun activity. And then we got a little dinner and then I went back to their house and read and we worked on little projects like one of them he was making rings my other friend was painting something and I was reading so that's nice because that was the perfect socializing that I needed I wanted to be in the company of others doing my own thing ready for a Monday after last week I want 50 Mondays I want nothing but Mondays right now skip a Saturday, don't need them, had too many, but this week is already looking very filled with social plans, which realistically, I don't know about you, but I don't do well with endless free time because I will waste it. Because with being self-employed, sometimes I'll just start editing the podcast and then be like, you know what, I think I want to remake this thumbnail. That's something I did last week. If you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lexi Lombard. I decided that I wanted to experiment with thumbnails, but since I hadn't filmed a new video, I was just going backwards. Yeah, I edited one for my dream board video, my glow up video, my favorites video. I actually, I really love my YouTube videos. I'm struggling with it because I enjoy the type of video that I make. I make the type of video that I wanna watch but the content that people are watching on YouTube right now, I don't think is what I'm making. I'm not even really sure what it is because I'm not a very active member in the community at the moment. I feel like I'm active with you guys, but some of you just listen to the podcast. Maybe some of you listen to the podcast and follow me on Instagram or follow me on TikTok or follow me on YouTube, but I bet there's only a small group of you that are following me on everything. And I bet there's a group of people that only follow me on YouTube. And so I know them and I know you, but I don't really, I'm not chatting or watching other YouTubers. I've said this time and time again, the only people that I watch on YouTube are Kendall Ray, and then I have two astrologists that I watch (laughs) from time to time. And then I recently found out or learned about Leo Skeppy. He also just recently started a podcast. Okay, maybe not recently because I'm on his channel right now. It says episode 84. So good on him. He has a similar style podcast where it's just him and he's talking to you. So when I watch, I'm like, he's talking to me. Of course, I can't say I 100% agree with everything he says, but I think I was surprised by how similar I actually felt to him. All right, so I watch like some people on YouTube, but it's not like I'm interacting with any of them. Like those are my, I don't know, I I just learned about Leo Skeppy. Like, I hope I'm saying his name right. I've probably watched two or three episodes, so I can't really call him my favorite YouTuber at the moment, but he's a recent discovery. But even like thoughts may vary. That's with two of my friends that I love and I'm not commenting. So I'm not a very 
active member. So I feel a little disconnected from YouTube as a community. I don't know what's getting views. A lot of my friends that also made YouTube videos are either taking a step back, they've stopped creating content a long time ago, or their views are cut in half or they're down to like 20% of what they were. And I mean, granted, we are an older generation of YouTube. I've, I've been on YouTube for 14 years, so I don't really know what <laughs> what people are watching, but I am so stubborn that I want to keep making the content that I want. I don't care what's going well on YouTube, and I think that that is something that I'm grappling with, that I don't care what's popular on YouTube, and I don't want to change what I want to do to create content that could hypothetically do better on YouTube. And it's a question mark in my head because I cannot tell if I'm being stubborn or if I'm being true to myself. And that is something that I I don't know how to answer. I don't know how to answer because I'm not sure. So all to say that I wanted to practice with some different styles and I created some new thumbnails but that definitely took up, I don't know, two and a half hours of my time. And I was like, that's not even part of the to-do list. Like, that's not really moving you forward. That feels like a very sideways move and very hobby-like. That's also a problem that I struggle with is that YouTube began as a hobby and has always been most fun when it is a hobby. And a lot of people, I'm as I'm sure you've seen, who have a presence on the internet and maybe they don't love creating content, full-time, they want to keep it as a hobby, they'll become a business owner, they'll be, they'll develop a product or a service, and they own a company. I don't really have interest in owning a company. I don't have a product that I want to create. I don't have a brand that I want to make. That doesn't strike my interest. There are so many businesses and courses, and if that's of your interest, great, but that's not calling me. And just because everybody's doing it, doesn't mean I want to and doesn't, ugh, whatever. <laughs> the point is, which, I mean, you can follow this advice too, just because it seems like the right next step. Maybe you're listening and you also have a presence on the internet and you love creating content, but you, you, you're you not sure what your quote-unquote next step is. Don't create a business just because all the other girlies are doing it. That's way too hard, way too involved if you don't love it. There's this belief that you have to be an entrepreneur in your 20s and you want to be a CEO in your 30s. Remote work and developing your own company and that that's not, it's not the only option. There's other options. I love being a small business and I've definitely talked about hiring people and I've had meetings in the past weeks with possible editors to work with and, you know, eventually getting a video form for this podcast, but... I'm not trying to develop a product at the moment. I don't really see that journey for myself. I could see me hosting events. I could see myself hosting shows, but I don't really see myself being in sales in that capacity. I could see myself investing in companies that I believe in, but not creating one. Then I was saying something about my poor concept of time, just that I can waste it, but... Oh, this is all because I said I have a busy week coming up, but I think that's good for me. For example, I'll tell you my little schedule for this week. My fun activity today is some friends and I are going to dinner and we're going bowling. Tomorrow, as a joke, some friends and I are having 
the Brandy Melville pizza. On Wednesday, I'm going on a date. On Thursday, it's one of my best friend's birthdays. On Friday, I'm having a fairy day with one of my friends, with two of my friends. Saturday, one of my best friends comes in town. I'm so excited. She's staying till Tuesday. So I have the incentive, okay, get as much done before Saturday. So when Helen Ann arrives, you don't have to worry. And then similarly, get all your work done before 8, which I don't know. You know, you know, I love working between like 3 and 10, my probably like favorite hours. Yeah, maybe between 5 and 10 are like my peak work hours, which a little wonky, but it's just when I prefer it. It's like the clock strikes 5 and I'm like time to go inside and look at my computer and do the thing. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I think days are a little overstimulating. The sun is very, (laughs) I sound like a four-year-old, but like the sun is very exciting and when the sun is out and the day is here I just want to be out in it and then once the day starts to leave us and the evening starts to set in that's when I feel relaxed and focused and ready to work so in my perfect world I would also record the podcast in the evening but I come to a studio so I take the morning slot but I was talking about this with a friend because He goes to the studio around 6 p.m. and he'll be there till 2 or 3 in the morning. He was saying the day is too overwhelming. It's too overstimulating. I'm like, I've never heard someone else say that. I fully agree. Like in the day, I want to do, especially because I have the freedom to, I want to be out and about. I don't want to be home. And being self-employed with no other employees at the moment, at least not in a physical sense. I have a team that I work with, but that's all remote. I don't want to be home all day. I don't want to wake up and be home all day. I want to wake up and be out and about and then come home around 5 and then work till 10. Can you tell that that is the schedule that I developed for myself when YouTube was a hobby? Because I'd be at school. You know, I'd wake up, I'd go to school because as I said, I've been doing YouTube for 14 years. So I began when I was in 7th or 8th grade. I would wake up, go to school, go to sports practice, come home, shower, work on YouTube. Sounds like it begins around 5. And then I'd wrap up around 10. It's it's like 5 hours a day. Working on my computer is plenty. Staring at a screen for any longer than that, it feels like I'm going to lose my soul. Like my soul just wants to evacuate my body. But the evening time when I've gotten my energy out for the day, oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. It comes to a point when I'm learning about these different self-improvement tips of, you know, like the most productive people in the world wake up in the morning and they get all their stuff done, blah, blah, blah. Okay, good for them. I don't know how to explain it. It's not me. And every time I've gotten in the rhythm, I felt very good, but it doesn't last. I've been this way my entire life since childhood. I've always been a night owl and I don't know why I can't just allow myself to embrace it, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But now it's like, what can I do to make money outside, out and about, between the hours of 10 and 4, or 9 to 5, whatever. Not going to get an office job. What else can I do? Also, what do you do if you're not money motivated? Then what? What a horrible place to live. A capitalist society? I'm like, come on. I have to do this for money? 
I just want to live out of the goodness of my heart, Jesus Christ. I wish I was kidding. I'm not. I don't know if you've ever talked to your friends, and I definitely have certain friends that have always been business-minded. I'm talking, we're charging for friendship bracelets in second grade. They were creating lip balms in fifth grade and coming up with business cards. They've always been interested in that. No, no, no. If I learned a skill, I would just want to give it to someone as a gift. The idea of charging someone I love for something felt weird. And it extends. Charging someone who just loves me still feels weird. It's like, but you love me, (laughs) so you should just have this thing, whatever it is. Uh, But that's not how the United States of America works, and that is where I'm a citizen, so I got to figure something out. The very least, I get a merch for the podcast. I mean, come on, bare minimum, we need a t-shirt that says, I digress. The way that I haven't done that, the way that that would take me no time, and that'd be so silly to have us all walking around with, I digress, be perfect. Like, that could be a little thing. We love a little passive income. Also, shout out to all of you that listened to the episode where I was looking for anyone that's in med school or law school or works as a doctor or works as a lawyer that has messaged me. I'm like, you guys are so inspiring. I'm going to pull a Kimmy K and become a lawyer. I could see that for myself later in life. I could also see myself going into politics later in life. It's just similarly the way that the government in the United States works. <sighs> Intense. Intense in a way that I'm just only can roll my eyes at this point, you know? Did anyone watch that podcast with Obama? It was only like 20 or 30 minutes long. I forget who was the interviewer. But the title was something like, Is Obama Depressed? It was pretty good. Love him. Miss him. Wish he was my mentor. Don't we all? That's where I'm at at the moment. (laughs) I feel good. In my personal life and in my skin at the moment, I feel really comfortable. I sound maybe worried, but I I don't, worry is not something that I often tend to do. Just contemplating at the moment. I'm really not pressed or stressed. Life feels pretty, why do I want to rhyme? I'm not trying to. I'm not pressed or stressed. And then I was going to follow up and say that life has been easy and breezy and beautiful. Before I went to bed last night, I was having a moment of gratitude for myself that I'm really happy. I feel really lucky. I like the choices that I've made in my life. I like where I'm at. Of course, my life is not perfect, but I have a lot of gratitude and thanks for it. I also like the decisions that I've been making. I like the long-term life choices that I've made, but I also have liked the recent choices that I've made. I feel quite clear-headed. Yes, I'm contemplating at the moment on this podcast because this is where I'm at. You know, I'm giving myself once a week to verb, twice a week because I'm also in therapy, but twice a week to verbally discuss the current state of the union externally and internally. But I feel stable and I feel relaxed, at least in terms of my central nervous system. Like I feel good. I haven't felt anxious or worried. I don't feel unsettled. I don't feel restless. Could probably use a little bit more 
relaxation in my life, but as I said, happiness walks on busy feet for me. Side note, I could do meditations. I could so read guided meditations or bedtime meditations. A friend just texted me that actually. She's like, I love your podcast. I would love you to do bedtime meditations. I've thought about this for a year now. If I partnered up with a yoga studio and I could do a guided class, you guys could come. I could do the class with you. I could read stories. Eventually when I have a book, I will narrate it, of course. But I could definitely could see myself going into more occupations that involve my voice. I think it's just important that we don't narrow our vision. And I thought as someone who is self-employed that with the world being my oyster, I could do anything and I couldn't believe with that belief that in reality I was actually looking at, okay, so it's time to form a company. (laughs) I hadn't had a chat with myself until this past week, not this past weekend, the weekend before, doesn't matter, that I don't need to do that and then I don't want to. This honestly came out of conversation with a guy at a party. I don't even really remember how the conversation turned into this, but him saying, well, you don't need to do that. I was like, you're right. I don't need to do that. There are so many other things that I could do, and I don't even want to. Why would I do something? I mean, sometimes I'm like, do things that you don't want to do. But building a company is not a casual choice. So that conversation, while simultaneously reading Rick Rubin's book, has put me in a good headspace to make less obvious decisions for myself and to give myself the space to think about what those options could be. And I've also been hanging out with two of my friends who are artists. And I love how one of them, she makes rugs. And now they're a couple and I love them. While we were rock climbing, they asked about my friend who was on a billboard, which is so funny that my friend has a literal selfie on a billboard right now on Sunset Boulevard, hashtag soda is back. Anyway, they were asking about that, and I was saying that he thought they could be on, like, wheat pastings or something. He wasn't prepared for it to be on a billboard. And then the idea of wheat pastings came up, which, if you don't know, those are... They're sort of, like, posters that are almost, like, paper mache up against a wall. That concept came up, and then my friend looked at her boyfriend and was like, whoa, we should do that. We should put, like, a knock-knock joke on Sunset. And he's like, yeah, that'd be so fun. And... I love that they were so quick to just create a piece for the sake of creating. And in this industry, I'm often surrounded by people who are interested in creating something for the sake of monetization. If anything piques their interest, and I'm generalizing, of course, it's like, oh, this could be a great side hustle. And there was something so refreshing about seeing two of my friends look at each other and light up over an idea that is going to gain them nothing but the experience. I was like, I'll help. I'll put up the wheat pastings. And I think that that would balance me out to add creative activities in my life that are for nothing besides the love of creation. And then as I mentioned, I'm also reading Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And I've highlighted so, so, so many things. I'm only like 120 pages in. But I do want to read some of the things that I highlighted. Two of the chapters in his book, back to back, are rules and the opposite is true. And in the rules chapter, he's discussing that there are rules that artists tend to learn. Like a song is going to be three to five minutes and it's going to have a certain amount of repetition. But then comparing it to a bird. To a bird, a song is a very different thing. 
song is just intrinsic to the bird's being. And so it could be a healthy practice to approach our work without the accepted rules. And then in the chapter that the opposite is true, for all these rules that we accept of what we can and can't do, of what our voice is and what it isn't, of what's required to do the work and what you don't need, it could be worthwhile to do the opposite. So he gives the example of a sculptor. So you might start with the idea that what you're making has to exist in the material world. That could be a rule of a sculptor. You're creating something physical. Okay, well, could you sculpt something that's conceived digitally or conceptually with no solid footprint? And it might not be your best work, but the thought process might lead you somewhere novel and intriguing. So I love the idea of thinking of everything I've created in my life and like what my format is. Like, for example, in my case, I do video, I do sound. You know, I'm a podcaster, I am a YouTuber, I create video, photo, and audio content, and my episodes are 45 minutes to an hour long, my videos are 10 to 15 minutes long, my style of Instagram photo is XYZ, and that's all so ingrained in me because of the outside world around and the amount of time and practice I've done something a certain way that it was a good reminder to say, okay, well, what what about me doesn't fit in and how can I amplify that? What am I typically doing? And could I create an entire video without sound? Would that work? Or what if I used one of my week's episodes as a meditation, as something guided instead of just a train of thought? What if I photographed things that I would never photograph on Instagram? Like, I have grandma hands. I hardly post my hands online. I have two different shaped ears. One is round and one is pointy. Hardly ever post that. How can I amplify my differences of what doesn't fit in? Because these are special characteristics in how I see and exist in the world. Yeah, I think it's important, instead of sounding like others, to value your own voice, develop it, and cherish it. Highly recommend this book. Those are just three of the things that I highlighted. There's truly so much. And I could see myself continuing to bring up little segments regarding the creative act amongst so many other books. I mean, you know me. I love reading. Or what if I had a book club? Or what if I met up with you guys and we discussed, like, okay, brainstorming right now. Now we're in a brainstorm sesh. So I love reading. A lot of people love reading. And a lot of people that love reading that have platforms online will create book clubs. However, I have never wanted to do that. Why? Because I have never wanted to put a timeline on how long we need to read something by. But what if I just pick a book that I've already read and I tell you guys to read it and I just refresh myself on it and then we meet up and talk about it? That's a solution. Why have I never done that? Also, I love hiking. Why don't I team up with a brand that does hikes in Los Angeles and have a Lexi hike? Just something to think about. And this could be so applicable in any occupation, in any hobby. Could be applicable in teaching if you're used to having lessons a certain way. I always loved when one of my teachers would switch things up. I'll never forget my Latin teacher in high school. She just really took to herself and had her own way of teaching. And it was so systematic but unlike any of my other classes, and I always admired her for it. 
And same thing, I always loved when I'd go into class and my teacher would have a different idea, something that like we'd, we'd never done before, and it was a special sort of day. It always made the lesson stick a bit more. This could also be applicable if you cook a certain way or if you get dressed a certain way. I know a lot of people that I follow on TikTok, instead of shopping for new clothes, they're just wearing the clothes that they exist in a different way, like wearing their top backwards or wearing their jacket as a skirt or, I don't know, wearing their long sleeve shirt as a halter top, whatever it may be. Even on a small level, I've redone my phone where I have put widgets for everything I'm interested in and my phone only has two pages before it gets to the app library and I have a widget of affirmations, a widget of my daily to-do list and then I have all of my main apps that I use every day like my Google Calendar, my, my Gmail, Spotify photos and then on the second page I have a widget that has a fact, which honestly I got the affirmation app first. I actually prefer the interesting facts widget, but whatever, I have both. And then I have my Duolingo. I have a little countdown for me to eat vegetables, which I've gotten in the habit and now I've had vegetables, like large servings of vegetables every day for two weeks and I have so much energy. I know it's an obtuse thought, but I can't promote vegetables enough. And then I have a widget for the weather. Then I have my New York Times games, Good Notes, my Doctor Portal, and then Block Puzzle because I always love a phone game. The New York Times games and Block Puzzle are my two favorites at the moment. Which the New York Times just added a new game yesterday. It's called Letterboxed, and you have to create words using the letters around the square. But I also love, for example, the friends that I was with yesterday who were talking about the wheat pastings. I love how often they change their mediums. Like one of them was having an art show of, I don't know, matchboxes or he did something in a theater recently and now he's making jewelry. I love that. Just something to think about. All right, enough of me. Let's see what's going on with you. As always, every single week on Instagram, I ask for questions. So let's get into it. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can, you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair style it and then think okay everything's actually all right <laughs> and one of the best products i've tried recently is way's new hair gloss it takes five minutes it's an easy addition to your routine 
you do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. It was time for me to create a website. It was a long time coming. I have a ton of graphic design that I've made back in the day, thumbnails I've made for YouTube, YouTube videos, hosting gigs that I want to be able to show as a portfolio. So I made one on Squarespace and this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It truly is such a user-friendly experience when it comes to making websites. If you have no idea where to start, they can make it look gorgeous for you. It's very user-friendly. But then if you also have a very specific vision, you're able to do that here as well. They also have email campaigns. You can easily collect all of your email subscribers on your site and then build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. You can introduce your brand to subscribers with welcome emails or announce an upcoming sale or send your top customers a discount code. There's built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. Head to squarespace.com slash Lexi and save 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain using code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. If you're looking for a way to unwind and a fun new beverage, let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's made with real fruit, no added sugar, and infused with functional ingredients so it's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. My favorite flavor is the strawberry rose. Raspberry lemon's also really great. It's nice for when you're chilling on the couch, unwinding at home, treating yourself for a night in. I also don't mind taking them in the car with me. I love a little car roadie. And you deserve a healthier way to unwind, so head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood your go-to alcohol replacement. Oh, it's festival season. Paris asked what to wear to a festival. I don't think I'm going to any festivals this season. Damn. Uh, I would wear my hair in braids so it's tight and out of my face. I would wear something light and flowy. Like I would probably wear a little maxi skirt and a tank top because... It will be breezy in the day, but will keep me warm as the sun goes down, but is also flowy and twirly. I would do some fun makeup, but ultimately I've hit the point in my life where I care about comfort and danceability more than I care about style when it comes to going to something like that. Jay Camps wants to know how to get the courage to change your career. Ultimately, you're how old? 20. 25, 30, whatever it is, 35, 40, who knows. You've done it for this long. You have X amount of time left in life, at least this time around for whatever you believe. Why would you not want to swap it? If you have another desire of something that you want to do more, I always and wholeheartedly believe that you owe it to yourself to try. And 
take your biggest risk when you're young. You have less to lose and so much more time to gain whatever that risk cost you back. Mag Sugarhood wants to know how to be, that's a crazy username, how to be more vulnerable with your close ones. I think it all starts with just being honest with your energy from the mood that you're in and showing up in it. And if someone asks how you are, it doesn't need to be responded with word vomit. If someone's like, how are you doing? You're like, oh, not my best week, you know? And if they inquire, you can tell them a little more. I don't think it needs to be like, I've been holding in all these secrets and thoughts and I just need to let them out. Of course, if that's the mode that you want to go about this, who can stop you, not me. But when people ask you how you're doing, when people ask your thoughts on something, if opinions, stories are being shared, tell yours truthfully. If you want to get deeper, that can come with time. There's no need to rush. Of course, if you want to share your deepest or darkest or most intimate thoughts and feelings with your loved ones, go for it. And that can come with time. But I think it begins with showing up honest from the jump. How to be a better friend. Communicating more frequently. Being the one to reach out. Can be in an intense, intimate way or it can be lighthearted and fun and frequent. Texting, I miss you. But also when you're in the car on your way to an appointment, on your way to work. Give mom, dad, cousin, brother, sister a call. Give best friend a call. See how they're doing. Share a story with them. Ask them something funny that's happened. You know, just ask and be there. And listen, oh my God, not to bring Rick Rubin back up, but I'm going to. Since moving to LA, I've been reminded that there is a big group of people in this world that don't know how to listen and I don't know if it's because I'm in the land of entertainers that are so used to being the center of attention and they're looking for an audience more than they're looking for friends but it's amazing how few people listen around here and if you ever actually listen I've literally been complimented for this before where people are like wow like thank you for really listening to me and I'm like this is bare minimum like really bare minimum But there is a chapter on listening. In this book, this line stuck out to me. When the listener is totally present, the speaker often communicates differently. Most people aren't used to being fully heard and it can be jarring to them. It's like, yeah, I've seen this in real time. Where when someone notices that I'm actually listening, they're like, whoa, okay, whoa. I'm like speaking and actually being fully listened to. Also, formulating an opinion, that's not listening. Neither is preparing a response or defending our position or attacking another's. To listen impatiently is to hear nothing at all. It is so important when listening, block any flow of information that's going on in your head. Like just have your ears open. Just hear what they're saying, okay? Don't start thinking of your related story. And I think it's really good practice for when you are listening and they say something that reminds you of something in your own life, to train that thought when it enters your brain to just move it along. Like, let it keep going. Don't let it distract you. And he says, when you practice listening with your whole self, you expand the scope of your consciousness to include the vast amount of information otherwise missed. And that is so true. When you're really listening with your whole self, you're expanding into this entire world that you would have missed otherwise. And he also talks about how when we're speed reading or 
skipping through something um, that we just miss so much because we're trying to get there faster, but giving ourselves the space to just listen with no expectation or goal in mind is such a beautiful practice in itself. He says that listening is suspending disbelief. Yeah, the next chapter is patience, which I needed a reminder on patience. I used to be so patient. And then after my mom passed, I became really neurotic and I lost a lot of my patience. And he brings this up in the book, but I'd heard it before that impatience is an argument with reality. And it's so true. When you're like stomping your foot, waiting for the line to go faster, it's like you just can't accept where you are right now. And you need to learn that. Caitlin wants to know some music recommendations. I mean, I did say to listen to Leon Bridges. He's amazing. Ugh, so good. Just put on smooth sailing on your way home. Put it on right now with you have headphones. Close your eyes and listen. Equally beautiful, but much more disturbing. Ethel Kane's album, Preacher's Daughter. It's a journey, but it's beautiful. But is it uplifting, happy, and lighthearted? No. My favorites, Listen to Thoroughfare, oh, Gibson Girl, Sunbleach Flies. I also like her song Crush. I've also been listening to a lot of Slightly Stupid again lately, which I always forget that I saw them perform at Red Rocks, which is so cool. What a good venue. I just went to the Hollywood Bowl for the first time this weekend. Also great. I saw John Williams perform. And he created the film scores for Indiana Jones, Superman, Star Wars, Harry Potter. And it was really nice to see an orchestra. That was beautiful. Lexi wants to know, what are your favorite mundane tasks? I love brushing my teeth. I love driving on the highway. I don't love small streets, but I do love highway driving. Anne MacArthur wants to know, what animal embodies you most? You know, this was brought up when my friends and I were traveling and they said that I'd be a butterfly. I love a dolphin because I love the ocean and dolphins are very smart, but I think butterfly is cute. I I see that as well. Summer self-care. This is from uh, Ariana or Ariane. All right, let's start with body care. Exfoliating. We want smooth skin, but also just get a cream sunscreen and use that as your body lotion because we're wearing spf all over our body every day okay have you seen the aging filter on tiktok no not to be all anti-aging but i want to delay it a little bit okay toxic sure maybe wear sunscreen also summer self-care we're having a ton of vegetables okay we're getting the veggie platters from the grocery store we're getting vegetables from the grocery store chopping them ourselves whatever you need we're eating them throughout the day morning, afternoon, evening, whenever. We're also drinking water. We're staying hydrated because there's probably going to be a lot of alcohol involved. Summer normally has more parties. People are feeling good. They're feeling fun. Why not have a margarita? Why not have a beer? Why not have some rosé? Whatever it is. This one's controversial potentially, but we're not doing the acrylics or the gel X's during summer. We're having natural nails. And we're doing a lot of braids, less heat on the hair because the sun is already, we're already outside more. Layla wants to know my favorite fruit for the summer. 
not only am I going to tell you fruit, I'm going to tell you about my friend's recipe that she brought for my friend's birthday. Shout out Jenny. You killed it. She chopped up peaches. So we have sliced peaches with mint that she sliced up. Added that with some serrano peppers and then a little olive oil. Oh my God. I mean, stone fruit for the summer, obviously. Apricots, peaches, plums, nectarines. Those are the summer fruits. We're also having tomatoes. Toucan Sam Smith asked if there's any trends that I'm into right now. I love the micro short trend, but I will say it's quite hard to pull off. This is one that is tricky, but I do enjoy it. When done well, I love. I love the bow trend. I love that everyone's wearing braids with bows. I also love this sneaker heel trend. I have on little Mew Mew sneaker heels right now, and I love them. Anything else? Those are the ones coming to mind at the moment. Does anyone see my TikTok? There was that TikTok trend going around that's like, how to dress like a Lower East Side girl. And granted, I did live in the East Village in Chinatown at one point, so maybe that's where it developed. But I kept getting tagged in it, so I blind react. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, I'm in this outfit right now. Favorite workout at the moment. This is from Kelly Rodriguez. I'm loving rock climbing. My friend has a membership and I went with her and now I've gone twice and I used to rock climb as a kid. It's hard. It's hard, but I really like it because it's mentally just as challenging as it is physically and I love that. So I want to continue doing that. Also, summer self-care. Highly recommend finding a sport of sorts to keep you active in the summer. I really thought I was going to be running this summer, but I think rock climbing is is taking up the lead. I've slowed down on Pilates. Yeah, that's my advice. That's the episode. I hope you loved it. If you did, feel free to leave it five stars on the podcast app or whatever. Uh, I will talk to you guys next week. I'm on the internet in a few places in the meantime. Enjoy your week. Talk to you next time. XOXO, Lexi. Thank you.